Welcome to. Daddy. All right, welcome to Before the Kids Wake hey, hey, Up. What are you doing? I'm trying to do our intro. Do you want to help me? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, go ahead. Just so we got it ready. Welcome, welcome to Nicholas. We're trying to do our intro. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome, welcome to, to Before, Before the, the Kids, kids Wake, wake Up. up. Before the kids wake up, I'm Claude. And this is Renee. Hey, Renee. Good morning. We're another 5 a.m. Uh, wake up. Good <laughs> morning. We made it through the week. Yes, we made it through. We survived the week uh, once again. Um, up this morning with our puppy Ray, who is staring at. The, I don't know what she's looking at. Crazy dog. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy dog. Um, uh, so what what happened this week? Well, Olivia was home with us all week because she's in between. So summer daycare ended last week and she doesn't start school till next week so olivia was home with us all week um i let nicholas have the option to stay with his dad so he didn't have to be around poor olivia driving him crazy all week so nicholas was with his dad and it was just claude and i working while managing olivia so it's been it's been a busy week it's been something <laughs> it's just been something uh anybody that's home right now with your kids trying to work um uh, we feel your pain uh we are the poster children from for work from home with your kids and we know that it is freaking awful um you know you love your little regret it's so it's so crazy because i remember thinking god i don't spend enough time with the kids and now all we do is spend time with the kids and, and working from home it's just it's stressful. I mean, I, we talk a lot about that on this show. Um, it's basically the theme of the show. We don't know what the hell we're going to talk about when the kids actually go back to school <laughs> and we're not home all the time. Um, but it was her birthday uh, on Monday, but we went to the, what, the zoo? We the zoo on took, Saturday. Took her and a couple of her cousins to the zoo on Saturday, and that was fun. I mean, it was 100, 100 degrees, and she ended up getting sick and throwing up all over me, but that was... Yeah. Um, so what it was is that so um so it was hot we, we went at 10 and um we did the one thing i really wanted to do was to let the kids feed a giraffe so i did the i don't know which whatever you want to call it but the meet and greet with the giraffe and so we got there at 10 we did our meet and greet at 11 we saw a few animals on the way and um and Liv- olivia was fine before we got there and they take your temperature before you even get in um, and I don't know if it was just, we had to stand in the direct sunlight while we were waiting for the giraffe and you could just see Olivia kind of draining and we were giving her a lot of water and, um, she just, she became, as he says, he threw up. She, it was really water. Um, she got sick from, um, she oh, completely overheated and uh, poor girl. Yeah. So we ended up leaving and got her in some AC and as soon as we got her in the AC, she was fine all over again. Um, but, but yeah, so it appears that <laughs> Olivia doesn't, doesn't do so well in such hot temperatures. So, well, but we, we did the buy one day, be able to go back. So we'll be able to go back when it's Yes. Cooler. And you, and you can definitely take her, uh, and her little friends back. I, I'll be staying home. Um, the whole experience for me was dreadful. Um, uh, but that again, that's just me. I don't really like to do those times. I mean, we did Disney for what? three or four years and i mean and that was that was just that was a pain we always in the had fun at disney though um i mean for what we pay we should we should have had fun at disney yeah. i mean like it, it, you know what's crazy it, it was fun in the in the sense that yeah we get to get out of the house and go and 
um, you know, go to restaurants and do all whatever little events and shows they have there. But at the end of the day, it was expensive. Every time oh, we yeah, would yeah. go, you know what I'm saying? We, we lived so close to the park. And we would always be like, oh, we would go for a couple hours and go home because it was only 20 minutes away. But every time we would go, we would we would say, hey, we're going to bring our food and water and we're not going to spend any money there. But that always went out the door. Yeah, we always spent. We always, you know, always overspent. Spent. And um, and it would be crowded. And we would try to, in the summertime, it would be super, super hot. Uh, I mean, Olivia was really, really little back then, so we didn't really have her to deal with as much she kind of just went along with us but i, I don't know and nicholas would always want to bring a friend yeah and that was always really mad oh my gosh that was always just he didn't understand that it was a hundred dollars every time we wanted to bring a friend it was ridiculous um but yeah good times though but hey i have to give a big shout out though to to our friend michelle um because she came with us to the zoo and she was the only one you know she had no kids no you know she's olivia's godmother but um no real reason that she had to go, but she went. She was a trooper. She helped us with the three kids and sprung into action when Olivia wasn't feeling well. And kudos to friends who come and hang out with you and your crazy family. Well, my mom, too. My mom was there. Well, yeah, but your mom is like, your mom is a mom, and then she has a granddaughter. And so she, you know. <laughs> my mom is funny, though. She came with her, like, n- nice, like, uh, like, Florida dress. You know, that was flowy and uh, and her big old sun hat. And she was just, she was too funny. I know. And I want a sun hat. Mm. I need a sun hat, guys. Because when I do like yard work, when I do yard work, the sun comes right under. Like, I swear, it, it, my sunglasses, they don't, they don't work. And I need a sun hat. <laughs> so what else went, um, went on this week for us? What was going on? I'm trying to think there hasn't really been a whole lot of other things going on this week. <laughs> well, what did you want to talk about this week? Oh, that I thought you were referring to like the, the kids and the. Oh, I no, no. Uh, no, no, this is a show. This is a show. I know. Yeah, and it's, it's so early, guys. I, I am not just us talking. I'm still a little half asleep. So and, and before we go even on to the other thing that's been happening last week. So. Last night, Olivia, I did get her to bed at a decent hour because um, Cloud was recording. And then that this girl was up, I swear, every 30 minutes, though. She'd wake up. She'd hear Claude. She'd wake up. She'd go to him. Uh, it was just so up and down. I feel like I didn't get any How sleep. do you feel about that? Because she's she. So I have no problem getting her to sleep. Well, I take that back. I have. It's slightly challenging getting her to sleep every night. It's slightly. It's very challenging to get her to take a bath. It's challenging to get her to eat her her lunch. It's challenging to get her to sit down and chillax. But typically, she listens to me. But she does not want to have anything to do with you. Sometimes, most of the time, she's like, "No, no, no, I want Daddy to do it." Oh, I'm perfectly okay with that. You're okay with that? Mm-hmm. Does not yeah. bother me at all because that means you get to do it. It was just funny though because you said you put her down to sleep last night and she she did not go to bed until midnight so I don't even wait know no what. but I I was still awake she was asleep she heard the door open she looked she's she not opened asleep. her eyes she looked at you no she heard the door okay and then she jumped up uh, Olivia hearing the door is not being alive that's not her being asleep she's yeah, just fooling okay. you most of the time Renee will pass out herself and Olivia will be just walking around like what what's going on mommy's asleep <laughs> well Let that me, is true I mean, sometimes she does up. completely trick me I'm like she's asleep and yeah. then she's up no and- she's not asleep gosh yeah no. so in other words I'm very tired and my brain is just trying to get it all together this morning it's been it's it's too early yeah um no so um so yeah, so it it has been a rough week on other fronts. Um, I think that um, 
it's just it's been really really hard um why has it been hard oh it's i'm just trying to find even the right words to even be able to to really describe it um it has to do with racial issues though racial issues within my family that continue to pop up and continue to be an issue um and i feel bad i feel bad because it's coming from my side of the family and um what claude says that you know he's all right and it doesn't bother him you know he 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 can handle it um it's 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 frustrating um when racial things continue to pop up racial things like what um so oh my goodness i just it, it's so hard to even where to start so um and just to preface before you get into this we're not trying to throw anybody under the bus this show is meant to put it out there so that people can understand what we as a couple both both uh, a couple living in america right now that that just happens to be interracial biracial child white child um you know just just informative so we're not at this moment trying to throw anybody under the bus we know obviously we won't say who but um you know we really just think that it's important that people know kind of the the background around certain things and 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 i'll let you go there yeah yeah because i I do i want to be transparent i want to see that um what's going on right now in the world um is is confusing to me in a lot of ways um and uh, it's 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 just very frustrating and i just i want us to be transparent I, this isn't me hating on anybody this is more i really hope that um people listening that can get something out of it um to to kind of understand where where some of us are coming from um, and, what, and, what, and what do you so, say when you say what's going on in the world right now what do you just just the social injustices when it comes to race okay um and in this common war because i feel like there are two sides there are the sides that say um you know racism doesn't exist um, there's the side that says Black Lives Matter. There's the side that says All Lives Matter. Um, and, and everybody, I feel as if people are screaming. They're not having this calm conversation about, well, this is when I say this, this is what I mean. And instead, they're just screaming their points. Sometimes their points aren't even valid. Um, and they're refusing to listen to the other side. And um, so I really just hope that maybe we, if we can shed some light on what's going on in our family and in our situation maybe just even if just one person can can understand i feel like that would be yeah and so and so full disclosure before you go into that renee i am black (laughs) (laughs) renee is white uh you know unless you're looking at our logo you really can't i don't know maybe you can tell just by the way we speak um but i am black renee is uh white our daughter is biracial and our son is white um but go ahead, Renee. And, and, oh, and and I just wanted to just point out too, like um, there are a lot of co- I mean, so so interracial relationships are something that's more common now than than it's ever been. I think. Um, I mean, there's a show, it, the the show Mixed Dish that you don't watch with me. Um, I think it's the Kanye Barris show, the Blackish spinoff, uh, where the the mom bow basically says that the interracial couples you didn't really see it a whole lot of it growing up you know and your experience with it was the was uh shalimar or uh, uh there was an old band um i can't even think of the name of the band i think it was the deal or um oh my gosh i can't think of of the name of the band i'll, I'll figure it out but but 
it's it was less common when we were growing up. Now it's more common now, and I think the reason why a lot of these issues may be coming up more so now is because it's it's just more common. But I'll let you go ahead and get into what you're saying. Well, I don't even know if it's it's just because it's more common, but I think that when um, you have a couple like us. Um, we are having those important conversations because we're comfortable around each other. We're very close. You know, we're best friends. We can have these very difficult conversations because it's easier for us. I don't know if I could have, I mean, I, I guess I have, I, I, I lie. I lie. I've had other black friends where I have felt comfortable having some of these conversations with before, but I also have a very diverse group of friends. Um, not everybody has that. Um, I feel as if some on both sides, both black and on white, um, don't have somebody of the opposite race or of a different race to have those important conversations with. And so they just continue to think the way that they think without speaking to somebody else about it. Um, whereas now you have so many people that have more diverse maybe group of friends or they're in interracial couples and so they're having those more important conversations and and, and I'm hoping maybe that's why as well some of this is kind of coming out because the more we have these important conversations things the more I think things are going to change so what do you so give me some specifics okay so well kind of where I want to start out is 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 just to kind of give just even a little bit of my background and um, kind of understand what goes on behind closed doors. So I I was raised in a small town in Ohio. Um, it was mostly white. Um, I went to a city school for a while, which was a lot diverse, but then I ended up back into um, the other school that was mostly white. Um, I grew up in an entirely white family. None of my family ever had anything but other white friends. We never like I can't sit here and tell you that I'd ever been to any gathering where there was anything but white people at. Um, and when I went to the city school, I did have friends of different races. And I always tell Claude, I think I was just born different. I never saw color. And when I say I never saw color, I, I saw the people were different, but it never mattered to me. It wasn't it so wasn't you saw color. Right. You see that there are differences. I mean, there are definitely differences. Um, but. It's uh, it never occurred to me because I was in elementary school that I was going to say, well, you're too dark to be my friend or your, I don't know, insert derogatory comment here because, you know, because you're black. Like I, I those thoughts just never crossed my mind. Um, and it's it's crazy to me because my biological dad, um, I remember when I went to the city school for a while, um, it bothered them. It, it bothered them that I was in a city school and that I had black friends. And um, so he would, one of my uncles, um, my, I say my bi biological dad because he's a hateful man and I, I do not have any type of um, relationship with him at all. Um, but I would go over to his side of the family and I had an uncle that would just find a reason to say the N-word, just for no reason, um, just to get a rise out of me. And I was in elementary school and it would get me so upset. I would yell at him. I would cry. I, you know, not understanding, like, why would anybody do this? Why why would a grown man talk this way about my friends? And why would they use this word? Because even in elementary school, I knew this was not appropriate. And, um, and as an adult now, I sit back, and, and as a mother myself, I sit back and think, I was in a room with an entire group of white adults, not one of them stood up and said, hey, that's inappropriate. Not one of them said, we don't talk like that. 
Not one of them even even came to my defense to say, why would you say this about her friends? You know, nothing. They just allowed this to go on. And I say all of this to see this. Behind closed doors, these things happen. I'm not saying in every family because I know fam- I, I know friends and, you know, you've talked to friends that um, have said no, this these kinds of things, you know, they, they didn't occur. So I'm not saying in every family. But, I, you know, but I'm saying that these conversations were going on around me at all times. And yeah, um, you know, my family, the majority of my family never came out and said, oh, I hate black people. That That's never been it. Um, and but when you do have people that are constantly around you saying, oh, well, they got that job because they're black or they held this job because they're black or just saying things that they wouldn't say if they were around a person of color it's inappropriate um within the past couple of years um I, I was already married with married to Claude a neighbor um called Obama the n-word to me and of course this led to a huge argument because I do not tolerate it I didn't tolerate it when I was in elementary school I don't tolerate it now and I will call you out every single time um and and so now and and I say all this to say this now with the Black Lives Matter, um, and I know there people are like, oh, Black Lives Matter really started because of something else. And this is all this conspiracy theory. I don't care how or, or who started it or what you think the background is of it. The fact of the matter is the statement Black Lives Matter. That's all I'm concentrating on because they matter. And if you come to me as a family member and tell me that racism doesn't exist, that social injustices within our system do not exist, if, um, you know, if you just come to me um, telling me that all lives matter, you know, and black, it's not a black lives matter thing, I'm going to call you out. And if you come back to me and you tell me that this is your opinion and I can't change your opinion, I- I'm not going to have anything to do with you anymore. Well, and the thing is about certain opinions and everybody's entitled to their opinion. And, and that's something that we have to make Agreed. perfectly clear. Everybody is. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. One thing that our friend Mike always says, though, you can have your opinion and we can debate debate opinions, but opinions really do need to be based on actual facts. And, and the thing is, is, a lot of times that people will make their opinion about Black Lives Matter without actually knowing the facts about Black Lives Matter. Because there is a lot of misinformation out there. There is a lot of... Um, um, assumptions, um, you know, uh, the rhetoric is awful because at the end of the day, uh, it, it, we are so divided in a country right now is, is that it has to almost, the tribalism is ridiculous. We have to literally say we're one thing and you're one thing and we have to be at odds with one another because at right. the end of the day, black lives matter doesn't mean that only black lives matter. It just means that black lives matter too. And oftentimes I do say things like, should there be, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, social reform in this country, a lot of the times our rhetoric is important. You know, should Black Lives Matter have been Black Lives Matters too? Would that have helped people understand what it means? You know, um, because I think a lot of times people will look at the actual semantics of something and go and run with it and it can be manipulated. And, and you know, I, I was having that thought the other day, like, hey, you know, should Black Lives Matter have been called Black Lives Matters also or too? And then I thought, well, then that would also somehow there would probably be a way to manipulate that and and kind of turn that around as well. But uh, just for the sake of purposes of this episode, I want people to just kind of understand Black Lives Matter does not mean only Black Lives Matter and nobody else matters as well. All we're simply saying is that Black Lives Matter as well. And obviously, if you believe that all lives matter, Black Lives Matter as well. 
So it's kind of, in, in, and I encourage people, I, I wholeheartedly encourage people to go to the website, read what they're all about, because there's been so many th- different things injected into this movement that isn't necessarily related to it or affiliated with it. Um, and it, it, it has become this thing now where people who don't necessarily believe that Black Lives Matter, so people who don't necessarily believe that all lives matter, so people who truly don't think that there's value in, uh, I don't want to say non-white lives, but I'll say non-white lives right now. So people who truly don't believe that, so real, straight up, we don't believe that those type of people matter, have almost used that as a calling card, as a, as a means of, of now kind of flipping the script. So I really do challenge people to really, really find out what it's all about, because no one is saying that everybody doesn't matter. What we're saying is is that this particular group of people who are seeing statistically, this is truly based on statistics, this is based on uh, reports and things of that nature, are having, um, they're being exposed to certain issues that make it seem and feel as though we don't matter in this country. So that that's what the movement means, and I, and I, and. I will have this conversation with anybody. I mean, this is, again, not to alienate any, any of our listeners. This is not to make anybody feel bad. This is purely just for Renee and I to educate people on this because we are having this particular issue in our family where we have to constantly and constantly, constantly be tr- trying to explain, you know, why this not necessarily upsets us because Renee and I are going to be Renee and I no matter what you believe and feel, but this explanation is something that we see people getting wrong all the time. And I really don't want you to be out there basing your information on misinformation or just not getting it. So my goal is for for everyone that doesn't quite understand the movement to, to understand the movement, understand that it's not a movement that wants to exclude people, but it, it's not anti other people. It's more pro black because Unfortunately, we see a lot of the disparities in this country being directed towards black people. Not to say that that's not also for everyone else. But but wait, but, I, but I have to throw this out here because so Claude and I obviously come from this on different aspects of things. Uh-huh. Um, so I I'm angry and I'm not angry in that I hate people angry. No, I'm angry in that I cannot believe that so many people are sitting out here saying, well, all lives matter. It's not black lives matter. And the reason being is that in my family and some of these people that are trying to come at me and say, all lives matter, there's no racism. I had people not show up at my wedding because my husband was black. I had a grandma who passed away who left money to all the grandkids and they split my portion of the money up against the rest of the grandkids because I married a black man. I have a brother who after seven years of being with my husband still can't sit in the same room with him and says he's not ready to meet him because he's black. I have family members that will acknowledge my white son, but will not acknowledge my biracial daughter. Um, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. This is just in my family alone. So if you come at me and tell me that racism doesn't exist when I have multiple cases or examples within my own family that it exists, I'm going to have to call you out. And I'm going to be more, um, what is the word fiery? I don't want to say fiery, but I'm mm-hmm. going to be aggressive. even. Yeah, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be louder and I am going to be angry. And I'm not angry because I hate you, because you know what? At the end of the day, I will forgive you. I'm a Christian woman and only God can judge you. Um, I'm not here to judge anyone. But I 
if we if you have a problem and we can't have an educated discussion about it where I say listen but these things are happening they're happening in my family they're happening on they do exist because of x y or z and you say well that's your opinion see that's not my opinion these are facts these are things that are going on so like Claude said you can have a difference of opinion but when facts are brought to you and you still say well I can have my own opinion no you can't and at that point as a mom of, of both a, a white child and a biracial daughter and a black husband and half of my family is black at this point who have accepted me and welcomed me in as if I mean there, there has been no color issues um so you know I'm going to be defensive and I will cut you out and I, I'm not going to cut you out because I hate you and I think that that needs to be understood as well because I'm being accused um and I think even it's been implied that maybe Claude's kind of holding me hostage and changing my mind Claude couldn't change my mind on a subject if he wanted to. Trust me. <laughs> Claude. Trust me, the dogs have been sleeping in our bed and on our couch for forever, and I've literally been fighting that fight for uh, the longest time. I can't even get her to take the trash out. <laughs> um, yeah, this woman has her mind of her own. I know that's that's a saying, but, like, legit, I can't make her do anything. Uh, I think in your case, um, where it is – most stressful is is that it just it doesn't make sense uh what did i say to you before racism is is literally the epitome of 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 non-logic it's it's inherently illogical because you can take something and make something out of it but there is there's no real facts behind it you can kind of manipulate things and so so racism is kind of one of those things and i I want to be clear about when i talk about racism because there are various degrees uh and i know that that's not something that a lot of people like to talk about or, or care to talk about because racism, no matter what, is not good. But there are people that are are just ignorant to the ways of other cultures. And there are people that literally say, I don't like other people of not of my race. And, and that's just how it is. I'm never going to change. And so I, I, what I've explained to Renee and, and many people before is, is that you have people that literally were never exposed to other races. Like Renee's, in Renee's case, you know, she grew up in rural Ohio and there weren't a whole lot of people that looked like me uh, in her town. And you have to think about it. If you're looking at media and news and television and things of that nature and there are certain portrayals of people of a certain race well obviously that's that's the only exposure you have to that race and that's how you're going to develop your your beliefs around that particular culture throw in a few poor experiences with people of a certain race as well and that's how you form unfortunately that's how you form your opinions we we form our opinions based on our experiences and our exposure so unfortunately i can see how her growing up in that town, the people that she that were in that town would have that particular belief system around uh, a certain race. Now, where it starts to get more complicated is is when you are educated on it, when you when you have that exposure, when someone comes up to you and they break the mold. That's when you kind of have to like stop and say, well, hey, whoa, you know. I believe this in my entire life or this is what I believe for X amount of time and now it's being challenged. Well, let me open my thought patterns here and let me uh, uh, maybe kind of open myself up to the idea that maybe it's not what I've always thought because we can literally apply that to everything. Everything, racial, uh, non-racial, issues about women, issues about children, like until you're exposed to it, until you have experience with it, until you're educated on it, that's why education is so important. 
um, it, you can continue to go on. And that's why I say racism is just you're devoid of logic and, and it's basically fed by ignorance. So I can see how certain people could have these racist beliefs or these beliefs that uh, are inherently uh, racist. And again, I don't condone it. I don't agree with it. Obviously, I'm black. And so I don't, I don't want you to be racist. But at the end of the day, I can understand where you're coming from. Where we have an issue is when I come to you as a black person and I say, hey, this is the deal. This happens. This happens to me. It's happened to me, uh, members of my family. It's happened to friends that are, are black or brown. And, and it's an issue. It comes back to you, and then you have the ability to go, well, damn, I know him. He's never stirred, stirred me astray. Maybe, maybe I should open my mind up. Because, yes, everything is not about race. God knows. Everything is not about race. Cardi B said that this week. Everything is not about race. Um, but there are things that are inherently racially motivated. Uh, they are uh, historical History repeating itself over and over and over again, especially in this country. So we just have to be open to someone coming to you and saying, hey, this is the issue. Um, this is how I feel. This is how I've gone. This is what I've gone through. Because at the end of the day, I can't tell you because you are, are of a certain race, a different race or a religion or a um, culture or uh, sexual orientation, I can't come to you and go, hey, well, what, what you feel about this particular situation is not right because I'm not that. I can never know what it feels like to be a woman, just like you can never know what it feels like to be black. So the best thing that we can do when it comes to these situations is talk to each other. And when we when we provide information, take it to heart and educate yourself on it. Well, I think, too, it needs to be said that because this has been a response that I get, oh, well, when I introduce my biracial whatever, cousin, friend, or whatever, I don't say this is so-and-so and they're biracial. But here is the thing. When you say that they are not that race, you're kind of taking something away from them as well. You do need to acknowledge. We do need to acknowledge. Obviously, you don't need to wear a, a name tag that says, hi, my name is Claude and I'm black. Correct. But 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 just, but just even like had Claude had said earlier when we were talking about not seeing color, you can't say, oh, well, I just don't see color. That's not true. First off, it's not true because some of these people out there that are saying they don't see tr color, I can tell you behind closed doors, they see color. And... Um, we're different. We are different and we fit together because we're of different races, because we are of different backgrounds. That's what makes us unique. And I need to acknowledge that you are a black man so that we can then maybe have some of these conversations. Well, I think one of the things that I see all the time is, is that it, there was a there's a picture of the different color, the different shades of brown and black. And then it's just black and white or just black or it's just clear. There's no color. And it goes, when you don't see color, then you don't see the potential for racial injustice. You don't see the potential for uh, um, uh, disparities in this country. And that's the thing. When people say they don't see color, well, I caution that. Because when you don't see color, then you are unable to understand and and uh, and you're, you're unable to, to, when you don't see color, you're unable to see the problems. Right. So no one's walking around. I mean, Martin Luther King said you want people to be judged by the content of your character and not the color of your skin. Obviously, that is the ultimate goal. You want to be judged by the content of your character and not the color of your skin. Period. But at the end of the day, that's in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect world. You know, we live we live in a, in a messed up society right now. And so you have to be able to discern uh, certain issues. And a lot of those issues, a great portion of those issues, are 
racially motivated. I, I hate to say that because the thing is, what if I said, oh, I don't see, I don't see uh, gender. You know, oh. That would infuriate I, me. Right. That would infuriate a lot of people. Right. I mean, come on. Right now we're, we're having, we had this huge debate and huge issue in this country a couple of years ago over bathrooms. Yeah. What if I literally said I don't see gender? Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the, it's, it's, it's not the same thing, but it's really at its core and, and, and um, basically the same thing. Well, and I feel too. So there's one other topic too I want to touch on when it comes to this. And this is, this has to do with. With, with Blue Lives Matter, you know, because this has also been a part of this. And I want to say this. I support police wholeheartedly. We have friends who are cops. Um, I have a degree in criminal justice. And and so I want to add this in here. While I knew that being a cop was never for me, me and a gun, probably not the best thing. So, um, but um, in my degree, which I just, I just graduated a couple years ago, um, we actually had to do case studies. And in our case studies, we actually had to compare... Uh, a black child and a white child who are arrested for the same crime as a child. And there were several instances, like multiple, because we had to compare them, about how the black children or the brown children almost always got a harsher sentence than the white child. And I want to bring this up to see this. Um, I got a four-year degree, a criminal justice degree, and in that, with the intention to go into the criminal justice system, um, I was taught over and over and over through my four-year degree that racial injustices um, do occur in our system. And the other thing we talked about a lot was why, because that is the biggest question, is is they don't know why. They're trying all these different things. Nothing seems to be working. Um, Anybody who is an officer who, even if they didn't get their degree, should be seeing these things on a regular basis. And so denying it is kind of part of the problem. And that's where I think the we're falling short of where this dis, um, frustration is with the police department. It's not that people don't support it because people who support Black Lives Matter do also support the police. And I guess I, I, that's really what I want to say is that Black Lives Matters do support the police. However, they can't the criminal justice system cannot turn a blind eye to what's going on. There should never be a poor person of color who has to sit in jail for two years awaiting a trial just for it to be dismissed because they don't have enough money for bail. That is an injustice. So there are many of these things going on with our system. And for a lot of people out there saying it doesn't exist, you've never st- you've never gone to college. You've never or not that you've never gone to college. You've never gone and studied these things. You don't work in the system. You don't. So you're speaking of things that you truly don't have any knowledge of. Um, and if this wasn't an issue, why would they be teaching it in the course of a four year degree? Right. Well, and I think <laughs> I think that the problem is, is that a lot of people when because being a cop is a hard job. Very. I can't. You know, because yeah, being can't a soldier is a hard job. Because being a service member in general, um, having to wear a badge, carry a gun, having to protect and serve other people, foreign and domestic, you know, all of these different things. It's a hard job. I think people tend to not want to criticize it. Um, and and the thing is, is that it's not – no one wants to – I, how do I say this? Because I want to say this delicately because I don't want to, I want to be clear. Like you said, being a cop is hard. Being a cop is a tough job. Very At the end of the day, I'm not a cop. I've thought about it. I'm not a cop because at the end of the day, I want to come home and not have to worry about somebody taking me out for whatever reason. Black, white, green, blue, purple, yellow, I, I don't care. But at the end of the day, there are certain jobs that do have to be done Right. Uh, or done in a way that is 
going to be repeatable, you know, for everyone. And um, and I think that people are frustrated with the police right now because, like you said, there is this disparity. It's not. And, and, and I'll even go back to say, is it even the cops fault? Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's not. Every time. Right. It's not the cops. It's it's our system as a whole. Right. It really is our system. And that's where I say, like, a lot of people that I know that say, hey, Black Lives Matter are not out there saying, you know, forget the cops. No, they're very supportive of the police. Most of the police that they know are good cops. It's the system as a whole that becomes a problem. Because if you are going to, like I said, you're, you're going to take somebody who doesn't have enough money for bail and you're going to put them in jail for two years. And then to say, oh, well, we really didn't have enough to charge you. We're going to let you out. You've ruined that man or woman's life. For two years. Right. And I, and I think that and I always say and, and, and people who know me know I will blame the legislature till the end of time, because at the end of the day, that's where the buck stops. Yeah. Um, you know, we can talk all day about issues with the police and people of color, um, but. Proper training, proper equipment, proper compensation. Yeah. Proper uh, employment in certain areas. Um, community policing, uh, appreciation for the police. At the end of the day, we're asking cops to go out and, and do things that are pretty fucking tough, and they don't even make a decent salary. Yeah, it has to go both ways. Like, you can't throw everything on the officers that are out there doing the hard job every day. You you cannot. And that's why I really wanted to talk about that, because I just don't, I feel like that is one of the misconceptions about Black Lives Matter, is that they're out there saying, you know, take out the police, and that's not the case. Not at all. I think that with the Black Lives Matter movement, there is a bridge trying to be made to, to, to bridge this gap between the social injustices that are working and the cop that is going out there every day and risking their life. Right. Um, because we need to bridge that gap. It's not fair that we're sending officers out there and they're having to deal with this when they're not necessarily the root cause of it. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, it's... I don't know. I just I, I, I want and I do also another um, I want to say as a disclaimer, my entire family is not racist and that was not what I'm getting at at all either. I have a lot of great family members that have welcomed Claude and there's been no issues at all. Um, but even I uh, we were talking to, you know, our good friend Mike and I had said something about me making or me and being racist and mike goes what you're I'm gonna have to have mike on the show right? one time he's like uh, mike's like what you can't you're, you're the least racist person like there's no way and i'm like yeah but i know that i have had improper um i don't want to say thoughts but mischaracterizations <laughs> improper thoughts <sounds laughs> yeah so, so dirty different um, um but mischaracterizations of situations when i told without you even knowing remember what i told you it's about exposure again so exposure and uh and experience can literally be applied to anything yeah so we can even go back to uh concerns with the police exposure so obviously you're going to have a negative opinion of the police if you've had a negative experience with them if you've not been exposed to them you know there are people who have never been pulled over by a cop before you know what i'm saying there are people that have never been in a situation where they they felt that they were in danger but again throwing exposure and experience aside education is the way that you combat that it's well, super and, and just simple. having those hard conversations, because like I said, I mean, there are things that I've said, and you're like, hey, don't say that. And I'm like, why? What's wrong with? And I can't no. even think of an example. But um, and then we have a conversation. I'm like, oh, I did. I had no idea. Right. And it wasn't and it's not me coming at anyone because I truly think less of them because of it. I just didn't realize that what I said was offensive. Um, and but if somebody comes to me and says, when you say this, I'm offended, See, and that, and that, and that's- I 
have a duty to say, I will never say that again. And that's the key. It goes back to what I think you said at the beginning of the show is that people are yelling at each other. Um, Because they want to be right. Because they want to be right. And we're not. I don't think that we have ever in this country had an open and honest conversation um, from either end about race. Well, I'll take that back. Maybe back in the 1960s, we were having open and honest conversations about uh, race, but the, I still don't geez, think they were. Like, op- do we really have to go back that far? To but really were they talk- really open and honest? I feel like once again, they are still. You still have what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, I so you take that with a grain of salt. You'll never really know what's in somebody's brain or in their heart. That's up to God. Um, but I, I mean, honest conversations in the sense to say, why do you feel like this? Why do you feel like this? Why do you have this belief? Why do you have this belief? Well, I grew up this way. Well, I grew up this way. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. And what people will re- if you have that honest conversation, you'll, you'll realize that many people in this country have more in common with each other than they do with anybody that's either governing us or the, the most wealthy in this country. Like, that's the irony about all of this. We're going, we're going at it with one another over racial issues, social issues, uh, sexual orientation issues, issues with uh, how to spend money, all of these issues, at the end of the day, we all have more in common than anything, than anybody at the top. So it's the irony, I believe. And and as some sit there and say all lives matter, I want to say as well, duh, all lives matter. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that all lives matter. And... Which is why we have to say Black Lives Matter, because you can't sit here and you can't say that all lives matter if you are not standing up and speaking out each time a person of color in your community is being unjustly treated. And, and, and that's what Black Lives Matter to or Black Lives Matter means. It means well, every time you see that injustice, you need to stand up. Well, and it's about defining injustice, though, too, because that, that like you said, a lot of people don't that that. Everything is open to interpretation. You know, you, what you can say as inju- is injustice may not be what this person thinks is injustice. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I, I go back to what I said, and I will always say this, exposure, experience, and education. If we're not talking about why we were, what we were exposed to, our experiences, and then educating ourselves, then this is, this is going to literally be a problem forever. But in... In 2020, if you still cannot sit in a room with a person of color, you are part of the problem. In 2020, if you are married or dating someone that is afraid to meet another friend's husband because they're black, you are part of the problem. And, uh, I, you know, I can't say this enough. Why is that? Why is what? Why is that? I'm, I'm that they are part of the problem? Yeah. Because there is no reason why you should ever not be able to be around somebody that is different than you. There's just no excuse for it. And especially because that's the only reason. It's not, well, they're a murderer or they um, they talked poorly to me or they, they hit my car and I'm mad that they hit. Like, there's no other reason. Whose car did you hit? I didn't that was a random car. thing to just throw well, in there. Because that's what I think about as car accidents. So, um, but, uh, but, but they're for, it can't just be because of the person's color. And, and, and guys, I, I have this happen. I've had this happen multiple times within the past month, past month within, between friends, a friend 
and family members. So you can't come at me or look at me because I'm afraid to sometimes people even uh, on my Facebook or my social media are like, oh, my God, this this white girl's gone crazy. <laughs> and I have also been asked, do you know you're white? By by actually two people now at this point. Yeah, I do. I, I very much know that I'm white. I know what color I am. Um, but you're very I, white. I'm very we all, white. We all know yeah, that you're white. I'm very, that's, I'm that's, very that's, white. Um, but I I am a mom and, and it's not even just because of my mom, I'm a Christian woman, and I will speak up for anybody who I feel is being treated unfairly. And, um, and as a mom, my fear is, is that if I'm not doing it for every time I see it, who's going to do it when it happens to my kids? Who's going to be there to speak up for them? Because as you're yelling, all lives matter, you're making me think that if you see my child being treated unfairly or my husband treated unfairly, you you're not going to say anything. And guys, this is where white privilege comes in. If you are white and you see this going on, you have a chance to stand up because the chances of your voice being heard without you being arrested or without you being shot, it, that that's your chance to shine, to make sure that you're protecting people of color in your community. And um, and I've had that happen as well, where I've been the one that stood up and Claude gets kind of mad. Um, but I, I will always do it. I am always going to stand up because I know people are going to think twice before they're going to hit me, before they're going to you know do anything harmful to me. Um, and I need somebody like I need to know people out there are going to do that for my family. Um, and so I expect that, you know, if you're going to be my friends, if you're my family and you you're not going to be somebody who's going to stand up for my kids, for my family. I just, it, it, you know, I can love you um, as a Christian person. I don't want anything bad to happen to you, but I just don't need you in my day to day life. Oh, I just feel like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Kind of went on a, a little. No, no, that, you you get it all out there. Um, and I think on that note, um, my final thoughts on the matter is, let's talk about our experiences. Let's talk about what we were exposed to, you know, when we grew up, because that that actually shapes and forms us as human beings. And let's talk about how we can educate ourselves on on all these different matters. Uh, I will say, all of these matters, let's educate ourselves on. Um, because it's, it's, it's important that we understand each other. And the only way we'll ever understand each other is if we talk about our experiences and we talk about what we were exposed to. And reach, reach outside of your bubble. Don't just stay in your little bubble of friends or people. Find people that are different from you. Get to know them. Um, you know, so you can under, not just so you can understand, it's really nice to have people in your circle of friends that are not like you. I can imagine multiple of you in any circle, and that would be just too much. I don't think anybody could handle it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we hit, we've hit our limit for the day, I think. Um, uh, but again, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we had double the views, I think, uh, last episode. If we want to knock this one out of the park. So we do appreciate every share, every like. Um, can you rate us too? Like us. Oh, you can yes. rate us. Please rate us if you us. like us. Um, if you don't like us, don't rate us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. Uh, if you have any, if you don't like it, let, send us a message. Uh, hit us up. Talk. Tell us what you think. Uh, tell us what you don't like, what you do like, and what you want to hear. Um, again, we're, this was a really, really tough topic today, and we just had to get it out there. Again, full disclosure, uh, Renee and I are, are, again, not doing this to to put anybody out or make anybody feel bad it's just something that we wanted to talk about today and, and kind of educate everyone uh renee 
Yeah, no, I just I just kind of want to echo what you said. I mean, I, I love everyone. I'm willing to have those difficult conversations without screaming, but calmly and with facts. And um, I, I welcome that anytime. Um, and yeah, no, it's, you know, and if nothing else, I think as a couple, all of this is actually, I think, maybe even made us a little bit stronger and kind of closer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, again, everyone, I'm Claude. And this is Renee. And this has been Before the Kids Wake Up. Mm-hmm.